Arkansas, Florida's Alternative 104.3 The Shark. Hi, it's Aaron with another episode of Open Swim, joined by Serge and Reed of Everyman. How are you guys doing? Good, how are you? Yeah, good. Wonderful. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today and, and chatting about your band. Thank you. Thanks for asking us. Uh, so I would like to get started by asking you, first of all, how you guys met, how you got together, how you decided to play music together. Oh, wow. Okay. That's pretty low question because... Uh, it's been a crazy journey. I mean, I think it started with me and Tim, the bass player, probably about six, seven years ago. Yeah, like six that. years ago. You guys were working at Backbone Record Shop in Delray back in the day. Yeah, we were working at um, this record store together, and, and he was just a little tiny baby at the time. <laughs> so this was a little kid. Like a Jonas brother. It was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't have any facial hair yet. So I, I might be a bad influence on him, so I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Um, pretty much through that though, right? Everyone just kind of fell in through local scene stuff around that record shop, pretty much. That was like they, a central meeting point type of deal? Yeah, we all kind of came in at different times. He and Tim met first. They started up the band without us, without most of the rest of us, and then over time, members kind of got switched out through Lake Worth and just local show stuff, and we're all here. Cool. Yeah. Now, I want to ask you guys, I've had the chance to see you a couple times, most recently a few weeks ago at Creepy Tiki, and you always have such a fun live performance. I remember you guys, the first time I had told Serge, the first time I saw you guys was years ago, and then didn't for a really long time, and then did again recently, but I remembered, one of my friends was like, hey, we're going to go over to Creepy Tiki and see Everyman, and I remembered you guys right away because you're such a fun, unique band with such a cool sound. Well, thank you. Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah, we thought have a good time. Yeah. yeah. Before anything else, we try to have a good time, at least for us. Like. So, I mean, you, you incorporate stand-up bass, mandolin, banjo. What made you decide to kind of mix things up a little bit instead of the traditional guitar and bass deal? I mean, the truth is that when I lived in Gainesville, I started messing around with, like, banjos and, and acoustic guitars a lot. I don't think we planned on it. Like, I don't think it was something like, hey, let's start a band that uses these cool instruments. I wanted to learn how to play the banjo, and I wrote some banjo at that time. And, you know, I think it, like, we didn't take it seriously. Actually, Tim didn't even know how to play his bass when he, we started the band. <laughs> no way. Yeah, especially not an upright bass. I was playing bass in, like, hardcore and punk bands, and I met these guys again, and they asked me if I wanted to play a mandolin not just kind of messing with it. But yeah, that'll, that'll be a good way to learn. Yeah, so I think yeah. a little bit. I think our whole band's an accident. You know? <laughs> I mean, you guys sound awesome for a band that just sort of happened. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 you know, we started with good intentions and good motives. I think, uh, you know, I was going through a really hard time before the band started. Made some really bad choices my life in the past and and when i started working at the record show i, I, I was still doing making bad choices and when i decided my life around uh tim was kind of like very supportive and he would just come and hang out and that's i think where it came from it was just really just friendship you know what i mean it wasn't like let's play shows let's get crazy on tour i feel like that kind of just built up you know it happened gradually, in other words. Yeah, yeah. Like, right now is really the, the first time we actually went to record an album at a real studio that we actually got, got you know, working with a record label that we're um, promoting uh, professionally instead of just kind of like, you know, kind of whatever. Telling our friends to go hang out with us. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of cool, you know? So where do you guys draw your influences from in terms of songwriting? Um, Search writes most of the lyrics. So where do you? I feel like I don't 
everything if i was to tell you like obviously like bands and music influence me a lot mostly lyrics and stuff the thing is that like i kind of learned how to play instruments on my own when i try to like use influences from other bands and other things it kind of just turns out really bad um (laughs) it messes you up because you have a, a certain way in your mind or i just know how to write how i write and i like to write from my life experiences you know what i mean um I get a lot of my influence really from friends around me and, and like people I'm playing with. It's really not from like bigger. What you gonna say? Like, cause I, especially with mandolin or like the way that we have been writing songs, pretty directly like full influence when I'm playing other types of music. With us, it's always just. Um, I mean, we're all self-taught or we're taught by friends with the instruments that we're playing now. So it's always just stuff we pick up from other bands we're playing with, or kind of rubs off through osmosis. I don't really think about it that much. Yeah, yeah I, we don't really. I never try to write like anybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't think about it much either. I feel like uh, a lot of it just comes natural to me too. Like I, I could only write the kind of songs I write. Like if you hear me like try to cover a song, it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, what What have you attempted that just didn't turn out the way you wanted it to? As far as covers, yeah, all of them. All of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've tried a lot of different. Like we just, well, we love covers. We've always wanted to do covers. I think we pulled off two in the, the, the dozens that we've tried. Oh, sorry, we do a really good Credence cover. That's we awesome. Do, uh, we don't do that anymore. And then we had a hip-hop medley for a minute. <laughs> pretty, pretty solid. But. Yeah, right now we're six TLC. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, we do a TLC cover right now in our set. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, so we just try to joke around. I'm like, you know, I'm, it, it's like it sucks on your all-original band and you go like to bars that pay like, that will pay like a, a cover band of dollars, you know, to do covers on that. So I'm not really into doing covers too much, you know? I like doing the stuff. I think it's fun. Well, um, speaking of original music, you guys have a brand new album that comes out next weekend. It's called May Your Ashes Have Stories to Tell. I had a chance to listen to it, and Shake Your Bones and Don't Rain on My Parade are my two favorite tracks. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I like Shake Your Bones. That's a fun one. It definitely is. You're welcome. So tell us uh, about the release party that you guys are going to have. April 22nd, A Respectable Street... In West Palm, you know, we always try to top our own shows. Like, we always try to be like, okay, how can we make this quick here? So we kind of, instead of doing a regular show, we kind of wanted to do, like, a release festival, you know? Mm-hmm. So we have, like, eight bands playing. We have bands from North Carolina. There's, like, eight bands on, yeah. Right, from Gainesville, Florida. We have bands from around here. We have all styles of bands. All our friends. Those people we know from Torrey and playing that's really cool that you, you basically made it a family affair. And it's on it's Thursday, too, so we'll have some fun stuff for that. And then yeah. uh, almost immediately after, you guys start a tour, like the following week, correct? Yes. Yeah, May 4th. May the 4th be with us. <laughs> You'll need it. To, uh, where are you going? All the way up the East Coast, right? Yeah, we're going all the way up to the East Coast, or, uh, and then we're coming back down to, like, Tennessee area and Georgia and all that. We have all the, the coordinates all up on our uh, Facebook and Instagram and all that. And I'll be sharing that on the website as well, so everyone can can click on it directly, and and uh, they'll be linked to where you guys are going to be and stuff. You're the very much. <laughs> hey, thanks, man. You know, <laughs> th- it's something that um, local music has been a huge part of my entire life from the time I was 14 years old, growing up in Central Florida. You know, there's not a whole lot to do like in the middle of the woods. So you find, like, the couple places that are all ages that you can go to and see bands. So that's something that, you know, me and a lot of my friends have, you know, how we kept out of trouble was going to shows and, you know, meeting new people and listening to music and kind of bonding over that. So it's it's important to me to continue to spread the love uh, now that I'm here, too. Oh, that's awesome. Great. Yeah, that's, uh, thank you.
Yeah, you're I welcome. Feel, I feel like that's the only way bands could, like, even get their name out there these days. You know, it's, it's through, like, friends and social media and just, like, other people supporting, you know? Um, yeah, definitely. You know, so so that's awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're Thanks welcome. For Sergio, I want to ask you about Soundpath Recovery. Can you tell me, you're, you co-founded this program, correct? Yeah, it was me and this guy, Terry B. We, uh, you know... Um, Actually, it, it, it's really weird how, uh, you know, I really thought about you were going to ask me about Soundpath. And I was thinking, like, May Your Ashes Have Stories to Tell is, is like, our new record. And, and it's, like, really a combination of, of a lot of stuff I've gone through mm-hmm. uh, personally and not just personally but with the band and the band, you know, and what I've seen them go through and just people that are close to me. It's so funny how it turns, like, where my life is at right now because I started, you know, when... Before I started uh, every man, I, I had a bad drug and alcohol problem for a long time, you know, to the point where, you know, before, you know, before I got into recovery, I tried to, I tried to kill myself, you know, and, and that's where I was at. Wow. Um, yeah, it was really, really bad, you know. I, I think that the last day I ever used any drug or, or, or anything, I, uh, I ended up getting shot at. In Miami. Holy cow. I, uh, yeah, I OD'd. I purposely OD'd that day. And something, you know, changed changed my life. That day changed my life forever. May your ashes have stories to tell. It's kind of like that story from when I had to change my life. You know what I mean? Like, what what happened after? And, and what and what happened around me and situations and experiences. Um, and that's where, you know, when I was telling you, Tim was really cool and was helping me out when I was going through stuff. He was like, one of the only people that are is not in recovery that would pick me up to go get coffee and was kind of understanding of where I was at instead of being like, hey, let's go get a beer. Why can't you drink a beer? You know? Yeah, uh, I, one of my very best friends is in recovery and and I'm not, and I've always been very supportive of her because I want to, I love her, I, I care for her, I want to see her do well in life. And it's very difficult to watch someone transition from one lifestyle to another and see who sticks around and who doesn't. So, I mean, Ultimately, I feel like if you want to be a good friend to someone, you'll support whatever path they choose. Exactly, you know, and and, and I think there's like this huge stigma that, like, you know, when I was playing music before I got in recovery um, and I got sober, like, you know, there's like this this feeling you get where, like, oh, like that's the way I'm supposed to live, you know, and you kind of use like music as an enabler, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I have to live that rock and roll lifestyle and I can't be be sober and be functional and, yeah. (laughs) And it wasn't for me, you know, like, somebody like me can't do that. Like, other people may be able to, like, some of my bandmates get drunk and have fun on tour and I'm hanging out with them all night, you know. But, you know, the the reason, a lot of people think, like, oh, man, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be bored, I'm going to get in recovery, I'm going to have nothing to do and all this stuff. And, And, you know, I didn't get in recovery to hide. I, I, I got, you know, I got recovery to join my life again and join, like, the fruits that, that are out there. You know what I mean? When I started Everyman, I, I learned, I had so many great experiences, and I was working in the street center, and, and they would allow me to go on tour, and they'd be like, yeah, just come back, you know? Like, I'm not perfect. I've a lot of mistakes with or without drugs and alcohol. I realized in the street center that there was a lot of people. I was just a tech at the time. And there would be these kids with so much talent who were struggling so bad, you know. And, and when I went to, uh, I went to treatment also. When I went to treatment, there was a counselor who told me that if I kept playing music and doing what I was doing, I was going to 
die, you know? Like, this is not the lifestyle for you. And it stuck with me, you know, because here I am, you know, joke's on you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you can do both. You just have to learn how to balance. Exactly. It's like a balance. So I started working at Trans... You know, I work at this street center called Transformation Street and Center. Uh, Very well known for, like, their ethics. They're really cool. You know, there's a lot of shady stuff going on right now with treatments and stuff, but I, I, I trust where I work. They kind of put a lot of faith in me. They allowed me to do talent shows, and I would bring my computer in with, like, a really crappy microphone for the clients and make CDs for them, you know? I wanted... I started build, I started writing about this problem. I've tried to French, guy that I work with who was working at clinical, doing, like, drum circle and, and groups at clinical. We, we started writing about that we want to start called South Path Recovery. And I wanted to teach, you know, I wanted to, like, no matter what you do, you know, uh, people go to treatment and, like, they're not, they're not going to leave here and, and, and never use a drink again unless they do something with their lives, you know, and, and try to change. You know, the thing is, like, I feel like music and art and creative writing and that stuff plays such a huge role on somebody, like, feeling purposeful again, you know? Like, I want to have a purpose, you know? It was just really cool. They ended up building us this studio. We have, like, this really nice studio at the treatment center. I get to do groups which uh, are signed off by therapists. We we work with the therapists. We, and, and the magic that happens in that studio, because we're more, like, eye-to-eye with the client other than, like, trying to, like, figure out what's wrong, we just kind of, like, hang out with them and listen, you know, and they end up recording songs. They leave here with a song they recorded. I've seen some magical stuff happen here. Yeah, I, I love what I do. I definitely love love working here. That's I love such powerful um, stories that you just shared, and I really appreciate you opening up about your personal life um, and how you're helping other people through music, because that's just amazing, incredible. Yeah, and, like, it's weird for me to talk about recovery and stuff, because I'm friends with, like, people, you know, all sorts of people, people that, you, I mean, you've seen our show. Yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, so I'm not, like, you know, I want to live my life. I want to, like, you know, I don't want to be stuck in a room, you know, trying to hide from the world. Like, Of course. And, and that's kind of what I try to teach the clients, you know, and I try to help them, like, find that balance. And hopefully hopefully when they get out, they, they at least have an idea, like, oh, wow, I can I create, I can write music, I can do this stuff. Because so, boredom could be a huge thing, too, you know. But, yeah, so that's what we do at SoundPath, and, and, and it's amazing, and I love I love working working there. That's so cool. Thank you again for, for sharing that with us today. Again, you have your album coming out April 22nd. I'm going to make sure that everything's up on our website uh, so people know where to go um, to come out to shows and, and support you guys in person. Thanks. Oh, awesome. Thanks. Yeah, you're so very welcome. Thank you guys so much for talking to me today, all right? All right. Thank you. Thank you.